thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We bless you for everything you have done in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. That's beautiful there. That's beautiful. Amen. Uh, because of the way we don't get a chance to read the Bible from what our teacher told us. So now I don't know why, but I feel uh, there, is, there is a particular preaching that we are embarking on. Uh, I did it here one of the Sundays. And that is, um, there is more you don't know. That preaching is, I did it in London. I did The first time I did it here, the recording didn't come. doesn't matter what happened. It was a technical each. We don't know what happened. It was recorded, but it wasn't there. And it's now in a video, YouTube. I want you to listen to it for it to be a blessing to you. Amen. So I'll be doing a lot of reading. Melissa, Melissa, I don't know whether you'll be doing some of the reading. Get a mic. Uh, We may do it together or I may do it here. Let's go to the book of... uh, tight here with time so I'll do 2nd Kings chapter 1 2nd Kings chapter 7 verse 1 to 40 but because I'm a bit limited here I was dancing I forgot about time amen 2nd Kings chapter 7 uh, we will not understand it so much so we have to visit 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 24 to 33 I'm going to paraphrase it. I will try. Then we will see how it goes. Amen. The Bible said that the whole land has been taking siege and everything has been taken. There was great famine in the city and it lasted for a long time that the cost of things became so expensive as we are in the moment in this country where things prices are escalating and moving to a place of cost where expenses are increasing utility bills are doubling food prices are increasing and there was farming on the land and as the king of Israel was passing by the war the Bible said that a woman saw her saw him and said to him king you have to do something about this situation. And he said, if the Lord doesn't help you, who am I to help you? Praise the Lord. Now the Bible said that as the, the king paid attention to the woman, he said, woman, what is the problem? He said that this woman I am, I am here with, he said that we agree that because of the famine, you, we are going to eat my son. Then the following day, we will eat her son. But now it is the following day and she's refusing to bring her child for us to eat. These are not men. It is what? Women. You thought only men can eat. These were two women who can eat a whole body for a day. Wow. You see how surprised the women were? And you see how surprised your, your faces are looking, women? Two women ate one body. The following day, they needed another one. There was farming on the land. Praise the Lord. And it got so bad that the king was, was so distressed that he sent somebody to go and talk to Elijah. 
and said, Elijah, this is getting out of control. So this is how the situation was. Let's go to the chapter 7. The chapter 7, now we know how the farming has taken hold of the land. All right. The chapter 7, verse 1. Make it a bit, make it a bit bigger. Amen. Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heavens, could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elijah, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate, and they said to each other, Why stay here until we die? If we say, We'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. And if they kill us, then we die. At dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as if it was, as it was and they ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and they drank and carried away silver, gold and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. Then they said to each other, We're not doing right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, We went into the Aramean camp and not a man was there, not a sound of anyone, only tethered horses and donkeys and the tents they'd left just as they were. The gatekeepers shouted the news and it was reported within the palace. The king got up in the night and said to his officers, I will tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know we are starving, so they have have left the camp to hide in the countryside, thinking they will surely come out, and and then we will take them alive and get into the city. One of his officers answered, Have some men take five of the horses that are left in the city, Their plight will be like that of the Israelites left here. Yes, they will only be like all these Israelites who are doomed. So let us send them to find out what happened. So they selected two chariots with their horses and the king sent them after the Aramean army. He commanded the drivers, go and find out what has happened. 
they followed them as far as the Jordan and they found the whole road strewn with clothing and equipment the Arameans had thrown away in their headlong flight. So the messengers returned and reported to the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So a seer of, fl- of flour sold for a shekel, and two seers of barley sold for a shekel, as the Lord had said. Now the king had put the officer whose arm he had leaned in charge of the gate, and the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died, just as the man of God had foretold when the king had come down to his house. It happened as the man of God had said to the king, About this time tomorrow, a seer of flour will sow for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer had said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heavens, could this happen? The man of God had replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And it is exactly as it had And that is exactly what happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gateway and he died. Amen. Amen. In the the olden days of Jesus, there are times you come to church and just somebody will read the Bible and you just listen and you go home. Isn't that beautiful? That would be nice. I don't even have to prepare. You know, I come. It takes a lot of time to prepare. Even when you know what you are writing. Praise the Lord. So we have heard the whole story. I don't know why, but for some time now, I'm delighted in the whole story rather than extrapolating certain parts and just sharing it. Amen. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, it is time for our change. All right. So I'm going to share some of the principles. Say, neighbor, it is time for your change. It is time for our change. All right. So we want to pick some certain principles or certain valuable things we can learn from this man and you had the story that was read the bible said immediately the prophet of god said tomorrow by this time these were people who were abandoned in the olden days when you are affected by leprosy you don't mingle with anybody if you touch somebody you have to go through a season a time of purification so they have been abandoned outside the city gate they were abandoned praise the lord And the Bible said that in their despairs, in their trouble, in their loneliness, in their state of confusion, in their state of trouble. Do you know how much it is is causing them? And look at it carefully. Uh, Nowadays, there is an organization we buy stuff from. It is called InKind. InKind is a charitable organization that all of us as charities, you go there, you buy items from there. It has been discounted. They get the supply of their item by people donating to them. Praise the Lord. And by virtue of the fact that the economy, the the troubling moment and expensive items and companies running out and shutting down, these organizations are not having gifts given to them so that they'll be able to get it to the community. Why? Because the people who are giving out are really in need themselves. They are finding it difficult to give to them. Do you see how bad it is? Another incident you can also witness to it has come to the news where food bank is now the supply of 
goods and food banks in the storage has now been limited. There is no supply being given to them because they depend on the lavishness of others. And those people who are going to lavish their gifts and their donations to them, they themselves need help. So I want you to just imagine the state of this four le- men with leprosy. Nobody even want to go close to them. Much more there was farming in the city. So if there was somebody to give to them, I promise you, if whoever supplied them with their daily food now is now in wanting. Look at the state where women are even selling, you know, donating their own children. If, if it was the men, we will say men can sometimes be reckless. But it was the women who were giving their children for them to eat. That was a state of anarchy. It was a state of pain. Praise the Lord. Now, these men who are in a state of confusion and troubling moment, just like you and I in this time of the economy. The Bible said that these men were not doing anything. They sat down. But the Bible said immediately the word of the Lord was released. They said, we need to do something about our situation. So the first thing you need to do to encounter your divine change is to hearing the voice of God. The voice of God can be spoken audibly into your ears. And sometimes these men were not there when the prophet prophesied. But another thing you must understand is identifying divine opportunity. So hearing the voice of God is what I call identifying the divine opportunity. When God speaks into the realms of the spirit, it means that there is an opportunity for somebody to explore. Hallelujah. This means that being sensitive to the voice of God. These were men by virtue of their position. They positioned themselves and opened up themselves and opened up to the opportunity of God. The Bible said immediately the prophet prophesied. This man came to a state to say that if we stay here, we will die. If we go to this city, we will die because there is already farming there. But if we go to the land of uh, uh, the land over there, there is pay adventure. Our life will be secured. I pray today that you will come in contact with the sensitivity of God where you begin to know what God is ready to do and by virtue of your positioning you walk into the fullness of the marvelousness of God. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. It said, my sheep hears my voice in John chapter 10 verse 27, 28. It said, my sheep hears my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life and, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I don't know whether you remember a story when the Bible says that there was farming and Elijah was sent to a land. And the Bible said that God said to Elijah, he said, go, I have come commanded the widow to feed you. And the Bible said that when Elijah got to the gate, he find a woman gathering stick. One would say that that woman didn't hear the voice of God. Yes, maybe she didn't hear the voice of God audibly like the way he spoke to Elijah. But the Bible said that this woman understood spiritual sensitivity and by virtue of her acclimatizing herself to what God's purpose was, the Bible said she encountered the abundant. It is 
my prayer today that you will be sensitive to the spirit of God. You will begin to understand what you ought to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, every family, every family in our life, in our families, in our marriage, in our finances, and everything concerning our life, I pray today that your change is coming in the name of Jesus. Receive the ability to encounter divine enablement, to encounter divine sensitivity to cause you to hear the voice of God for your change. If you believe it, my change is coming. Say to your neighbor, my change is coming. There were four men who were there. The entrance of the city gate represents readiness to welcome change. They were positioned at the city gate, a place where they were ready. I call it the place of decision. The gate represents a place of war, decision. Why will I call it a place of decision? In Esther chapter 2 verse 21 to 22. The Bible said during the time of Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. And the Bible said that two of the, of the men, of the officers of the king, they planned to kill the king. Why? They wanted to kill the king. At the city gate, that was at the gate, that was that was a place of decision making I pray today in the name of Jesus that your life will be located at the place of decision and the decision that will be taken about you will favor you in the name of Jesus it is a place of decision the Bible said in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3 it said and they said unto me those who survive in Esau and, and are back in the province are in, the, in, in great trouble and disgrace the wall of jerusalem is broken and the its gate have been walled bent with fire when nehemiah heard that the walls was down it wasn't even troubling for him he was not so much the walls were down okay the walls was down but look at the description he gave it said the gate has been bent it means that the place of decision has been bent i pray today in the name of jesus uh, that the gates that will lead you into your place of greatness uh, it will not be destroyed in the name of jesus so we must be sensitive to the spirit of God. What is God saying? Anytime there will be sub divine supply, the voice of God will be spoken. Anybody who won't change in their life, whatever change you are looking for, a voice, the voice of God must be spoken. Today that voice is coming right now. Hallelujah. So the first point is that you must hear the word. The voice of God. The voice of God is an, what we call in management. Mr. Okay can correct me. It is called invitation to treat. It is an invitation. You can choose it or you can war. You can leave it. Praise God. I'm just going to do two today. The second thing you must know that this man encountered. Is that they had to come to a place of overcoming fear with faith. Overcoming world, fear with faith. Anybody who encounters greatness always encounters fear. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Second Kings chapter seven verse four. It said, "If we stay, if we say, uh, if we say we will go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. If we stay here, we will die. So let us go over." To the camp of the Aramea and surrender. If they spare us, we will leave. If they kill us, we will die. The source of our fear 
is from the things we relate to sensually. The things you relate to sensually are the things that trigger fear in your life. The source of our faith is from the things we relate to spiritually. So anytime you encounter fear, then it means that you are relating so closely to something that is in your sensual perceptivity. Another word for fear is darkness. The only way we overcome darkness is light. I pray that light will come into your life. After we hear the voice of God, or God gives us an opportunity, we will be unprofitable if we don't overcome the spirit of fear with faith. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was upon the face upon the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was wovering over the waters and God said let there be light there is no way you can move forward with darkness there is no way you can move forward with fear the first thing God encountered when he created the heavens and the earth was something to overcome and that was fear that was darkness anytime I put you in a room that is dark it means that I put you into a place of fear I pray today in the name of Jesus every darkness in your life is moving away in the name of Jesus. In the Bible said that do not be afraid. He said in the water I will be with you. In the storm I will be with you. He said whatever you are going through I will be with you. And I asked myself why will he want to say that I will be with you? Because the disciples know, the people he said that to know, God knows that they will walk in darkness, a place of fear. But the Bible said when I found out why he's saying that I will be with you, when he says I will be with you it means figuratively or metaphorically, it means that I am the light of the world. It means that every darkness in your life, I will be with you. I will shine. I like it so much. He said he's the light of our part. I pray today that God will shine in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said, I'm going somewhere, be with me here, 10 minutes. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 7, verse 2 to 3, the Bible said when Gideon appeared to, when the angel appeared to Gideon, it said, Gideon, I'm going to do marvelous thing with you. I'm going to cause you to overcome the Philistines. It said that I want you to organize people for us to go and fight. The Bible said he gathered 3,000, what do you call it, 30,000. 33,000 men. And the Bible said, he said, the first thing I want you to do, in Judges chapter 7 verse 2 to 3, I'll paraphrase it. He said, the first thing I want you to do, Gideon, the people are too many. I want you to reduce them. The first thing I want you to do is that ask any of them, the 33,000, if any of you is fearful, I want you to drop out of the out of the army. The Bible said immediately 22,000 drop out. Your first encounter of greatness is your fear. The Bible said that 22,000 drop out. I pray today that no fear will cast you out. I pray today that no amount of fear will trouble your children. Our children are coming out of fear. They are going to embrace greatness in the name of Jesus. I like it when Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 7 said, it said that light is sweeter. It is a pleasure for the eye to see the sun. I pray that you enjoy the sweetness of light in your life in the name of Jesus. 
The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8, it said the Lord have sent a word into Jacob and it has lighted Israel. I pray to him that the liberation that is coming into your life is going to affect your next and next generation in the mighty name of Jesus. You are about to enjoy the sweetness of the light. I pray today that light is coming into your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Fear is darkness. If you are not ready to overcome fear in your life, then you are not never going to embrace any greatness in your life. I pray today that you embrace greatness in the name of Jesus. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Receive that spirit in the name of Jesus. Wow. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 24, 25, the Bible said that the man with the talent who was unproductive, the first encounter for him was to be put in the place of fear. The Bible said that when the master asked him, why were you not productive? He said, I was afraid. Therefore, I was not productive. What was given to him was profitable. It was like the word of God given to him, but he was not profitable. It was not profitable, productive unto him because he was fearful. I pray today that whatever is in your hands uh, that should be beneficial to you uh, and your children uh, and your family uh, and everything about your life. Uh, I pray that fear will not cripple it. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, I bring you out of the place of fear. Uh, I move you into the place of the marvelousness of the light. Uh, receive light to shine. Uh, receive light for your change. Uh, in the name of Jesus. I remember recently there was a business opportunity that came that we heard about. And I saw people who were enjoying it. And I asked one of them, I said, when was the first, when did you hear about this job? He said, I heard about it maybe in January, about six months ago I heard it. And I said, why are you starting now? He said that when I heard about the business, that you are just doing some normal job and you are going to be paid 26 pounds per hour. He said, when I heard it, it was too good. Therefore, I was afraid to even start it. And therefore, I sat down for six months before I read said to the company fear can make you hear good things and not take a step praise the lord give me five minutes of time some of us are being given wonderful relationship opportunities but fear of the past experiences is crippling our moving forward to enjoy what God has prepared for us. I pray that everything of your past uh, that is sending phobias, uh, that is sending anarchy, that is sending trouble to trigger fear in your spirit today you are being set loose from fear in the name of Jesus. Some of you are not able to commit to the church activities. Some of you are not able, even able to give your free will offering or what people call tighter. Because the last time you were in another church, it was abused. Now you want to save, you want to come to a place of safeness. And therefore you don't want to commit. And it is your fear that is affecting your committedness. I pray today there is a better future coming for you. May your fear be eradicated. That you may embrace the fullness of what God wants to do in the name of Jesus. When the devil wants to destroy a person, the first thing he gives to the person is to weaken you by giving you fear. Praise the Lord. 
If the devil wants to take away your joy, he will replace it with fear. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 3, when God appeared in the garden, do you know what Adam said? He said, I heard thy voice and I was afraid. What must cause you to embrace God is not fear, it's your light. Your fear will cause you to rebel against God. What is making you fearful? It's a fear not for I am with you. When he said I'm with you, he said I am the light of the world. He said darkness could not comprehend it. Because the light is powerful than darkness. Your change will come because of your light. Marianne Williamson. Let me have the quote. She said, our deepest fear is not because we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We, are, we ourselves, a, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, we are, is it actually what? Who are we not to be? You are a child of God. Your place more does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around us, around you. Is that you are, is that we are all meant to shine as children do? We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our, our, our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are, deli- we are we deli- said, as we deliberately, as we are, deli- uh, what, do, what do you call it? As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberate others when i look at this quote it makes me feel like when you overcome the when 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 this man david overcame fear it was not just for the jc family it was for the whole israel there is a fear stopping you by virtue of it stopping you it's going to stop your children give me five minutes of your time when david fought goliath he didn't just fight Goliath. The first thing David had to fight was fear. But the Bible said when he got on sin, the Bible said the children of Israel were already crippled by virtue of the voice of Goliath. They crippled themselves and they were all frightened. Why? Because the first thing that will corrupt your mind in moving to your place of fullness is your fear. Fear is not the sign that tells you of your inadequacy. Fear is the thing that tells you, regardless of whether you can do it or not, it tells you you can't do it. Fear is, a, fear is entrenched in every greatness. Anybody who has encountered greatness must first conquer fear. Praise the Lord. I don't have time. I'm finished now. The man said, we cannot be here. He said, if you are not ready to die, then you are not ready to confront your fear. Whatever wants you to, it is fear that wants to tell you, I'm going to kill you. When you receive the word of God, our readiness to die 
For the word is that which shows our trust in God. The Bible said in Daniel chapter 3 verse 16 to 17, 18. The Bible said that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said we will not bow. Regardless of our fear, we are ready to die. When God sees that you are ready to confront your fear, he will show up. It is my prayer today that anything that have been submerged in your life to trigger fear in your life is coming down in the name of Jesus. Those who overcome fear are those who are willing to die for what they believe. Hallelujah. What is making you fearful? What is making you fearful? You cannot embrace greatness when you walk in fear. Stand on your feet. You want to pray shortly. Say, Father, the fear that is killing me softly, the fear that is killing my vision, the fear. Begin to pray. Two minutes, you finish now. Father, take away fear from my life. Give me the light that resents darkness. Give me the light that transcends, that powerfully overrides darkness in my life. Every ignorance that has become fear in my life, I pray today that's eradicated in the name of Jesus. Father, take away fear from my children. Our children are not, they don't want to go to school, not because there is nothing good in school for them, but they are fearful because of what they will encounter. You want to pray that the strength of God will eradicate fear from your family, from your children, from your marriage, from your finances, and every part of your life. Fear will command you out of our place. We pray that the strength of God will be made manifested in our life. In the name of Jesus. It is my prayer today that the strength of God will marvelously reveal itself to you to overcome every fear. No weapon that fashion against you in the form of a fear will prosper in the name of Jesus. I pray that whatever kills your defensive mechanism, our immune system is not strong in the place of fear. I pray that may you rise up out of the place of fear in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whatever fear wants to contaminate you, whatever fear wants to affect you, the fear of the past that have eroded your whole being, that has literally condemned you before greatness, I pray that today you will encounter the light of God. Amen. The light that eradicates darkness. May you be liberated from any form of darkness. May you be liberated from any place of fear. May the strength of God be your portion. May you rise up in the strength of God. May you rise up in the strength of the light. That no fear will submerge you. No fear will cripple you. Amen. None of our children will be subjected to fear. We command the spirit of fear to leave this ministry. May you be free from fear. Fear of the past. Fear of what you have heard. In the name of Jesus. God said, I will be with you. He is the light that shineth on our path. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace? Amen. With the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. So,